Urusai Bakari Sanctum, July 27th. First, a man is in an office. Then, a man is in an elevator after leaving an office, thinking about events, secret meetings, getting the diskettes, sneaking back into the office, uploading the virus, waiting for the next morning's headlines. A secret committee in the CIA decides to begin covert terrorist activities against countries that allow terrorism to occur. Seeking but failing to enlist Japan in these efforts, terrorist attacks are planned on Japan instead that can be blamed on North Korea. A certain type of dolphin is allowed to be caught in the nets of a certain fishing boat. On it is a homing beacon that gets dislodged in the fish pit and frozen. Working on a sub-Kelvin power drive, the signal provides a homing beacon for a certain other dolphin that is inadvertently carrying a nuclear explosive device. The bomb goes off in Tokyo Harbor, poisoning that resource and giving Japan no choice but to import American or other foreign products. Holding out, secret commando forces swarm out of U.S. Army bases in Japan and take over the major ports and trading centers. Japanese freedom fighters take to the hills. The plot is revealed as having been approved by the President of the United States, and he commits suicide. All authors who were ever jailed for writing fictional treason against the United States government, American or foreign, are freed by the victorious PEN party in the new Congress. Jack Brian Torrance took one last look around the dark, empty office, the scene of so many secret debaucheries, for what he knew would be the last time. His Japanese co-workers hadn't had a chance to do this as they left earlier that afternoon and evening, since they had all assumed that after they'd left for the day, they'd be coming back to it day after day until they retired. The Japanese dream, he sighed. So naive. Entering the elevator, the doors whizzed silently shut. The elevator itself was ghostly dark with only sparse illumination. At night, it suited the mildly sleazy environment of the corporate headquarters of XXX Corporation. But in the daytime, it seemed slightly out of place. He was just able to finish his thought when the doors whizzed silently open again. Damn fast elevator, he thought to himself. Gotta get one of those in my apartment building back home. If there is a home to come back to soon. 
Out in the streets, he walked along the sidewalk, just long enough to know that he was both out of range of the building's security cameras and not being followed. When he pushed a secret button and waited on the curb for cab number 4455 to come along, it was late. He cursed as the driver pulled up and wondered if he had looked too obvious letting several available cabs drive by before he finally signaled the right one. Took your own sweet time. Even we can't drive through traffic lights in this country, sir. The voice rang with military precision, reflecting a tense man who didn't like to waste words. Did you have time to install the virus in all of the systems? Yes, I did. Now let's get to the airport. We're not going to the airport. Orders. I'm to take you to the heliport, where you're immediately to be taken to base Yokiwako. What? That wasn't the plan. The plans have changed. Can I take the discs now? reached an open white gloved hand back, expecting some discs. Jack thought about handcuffing that hand to the headrest or twisting it in an evil position. But he knew that wouldn't be a good idea against someone who had obviously had military training. He tried to remember if he had dud discs to give him. The discs he was being asked to turn over gave the positions of dubious installations in the Japanese infrastructure that could be used for covert purposes unknown to the U.S. Army, as well as properties owned by known right-wing groups that could be used to resist potential U.S. occupation or military activity. Jack knew that they would probably be chosen as the first targets for terrorist attacks. This he hadn't been told specifically, but had gleaned from what he had heard and the orders that he had been given by the head of his spy cell. What was it that they had said in training back in Arkansas? Beware the messenger? Taxi pulled into another garage, and he was told to wait in the car. Jack spent some time in the car waiting, watching similar-looking office ladies walk past the garage entrance, and wondered what he was needed for in Yoshiwaka. He'd actually never heard of that base. A thought slowly dawned on him that there was no Yoshiwaka base, and this guy wasn't who he said he was. Maybe he was a double agent of sorts and was in another car checking the discs on a laptop. It could be that easy to do. Jack hadn't given it an intricate code word since he didn't think of taking precautions after the mission had gone so smoothly. 
At last, he saw the driver coming back, making an okay sign with his finger.